Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Tuesday morning here, very quickly. And admittedly, I have not done a podcast in the morning in quite some time. I've been very busy with our athletes and some other programs we're going to have rolling out here in our transformation programs. But uh, have a couple minutes here free. And I want to share this podcast because I get this question a ton, especially because of how we do things uh, here in our facility uh, with our groups. And the question is, how long should my workout be? And people ask this a ton. And I think a lot of times people think more is better. And I think, honestly, when you really look at life, and I'm going to take this in a completely different direction, less is almost always better. Less is almost always less stressful. Less is almost always more flexible more freeing, and it allows you to do a magnitude of other things. And I mean this in terms of material stuff and stress and pain and worry and comparison. And I think fitness is also very similar, and that's why I talk about all the things I talk about on the podcast. Now, obviously, you know, some people say more money, more problems, and sometimes that is admittedly true. And I think if you guys have ever went from being broke to having money, um, you do see there is a correlation there with the shit that I have to deal with now that I never had to deal with before that I was broke as fuck um, definitely is a, a lot different. Um, but obviously having a lot of money can be a good thing too. I think it just depends. But there is always negative effects of of more. And I think we grew up, especially if you're an American, we grew up in a culture of where more is better. Bigger house, bigger car, more square footage, you know, uh, more toys, more clothes, more everything. And uh, I think when you can simplify life uh, in terms of basically everything, shit gets a lot easier. Um, and, and I think like living a simpler life sometimes is a more fulfilling, happy, you know, meaningful life. And I do think the same thing for fitness. Sometimes the most simplest, basic, quick, efficient workouts are the ones that are the best for you, not these elaborate 19 move complex things that take 90 minutes to get done and one of the biggest comments i do get on a lot of my stuff is like hey man you post this workout it seems so simple but it crushed me it doesn't have to be complex this isn't fucking rocket science like what i really do here is teach you know adult pe like it, again it, it's it's more than that obviously we, we do a lot of things and if you want to talk to me about you know movement patterns and the science of things I'm, I'm happy to do that but the average person we're doing like super sexy advanced adult PE now obviously it's there's muscle building benefits to it there's fat burning benefits there's mobility things are getting from it they're building strength confidence a lot of things but at the end of the day like we make it as simple for these guys as we can you know all of our coaching groups that we do here are around 30 minutes. It might be 32 minutes one day, 28 minutes one day, 34 minutes one day, but they're all around half hour blocks. And I believe for the average adult, that is probably the ideal time for them to come in here and rip it, whether it's two, three, four, five, six times a week, whatever they can handle, whatever they choose to do, whatever they want to do for their life and what their goals are. And it's all rooted in basic movement patterns, a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, a total body. Obviously, we'll have them move dynamically, but that is the base of everything that we build off of. Um, and in terms of somebody who's only going to be able to work out, you know, between 60 and maybe 120 hours per week, I think breaking them up into about 30 minute blocks is ideal. And so the question I always get is, well, Jeremy, how long should my workouts be with people who have never been here or, you know, dug down into my philosophy of fitness? Um, and a lot of people are the believers that longer and more is better. 
And if you guys are listening out there, are you a 60-minute workout person, 90-minute workout person, or longer? And if you are, I would ask you to maybe reconsider. Now, again, if you have different goals, you're going to train for Ironman, you know, you're Colleen Foss, you're going to be in the CrossFit Games, that's going to require, obviously, more you know, than the average person is. If you're a professional athlete, um, and if you're an endurance person, yeah, those guys, the Ironman people we have here go on, like, you know, seven fucking hour bike rides. That is something different than the average, you know, person is going to do. Here's my take on it. I see a lot of people tag me in, in the workouts that we do or, or something we do that I say, well, I did this workout you did, Jeremy, but I did all this other stuff too. And that's fine. I, I don't know your goals and your workout capacity, and maybe that's what you need to do. But there's, a, and I'm, I don't take this wrong, anybody, there's a lot of people who work out way more than I do, like way longer durations and way more frequently, and yet they're not as strong, they're not as lean, they're not as fit, they're not as healthy, they don't have as good of endurance. And that's why I would preach like I don't always think more is better, especially if you're not, you know, super efficient with your time. And so unless you really love spending just hours in the gym, I would have you guys consider cutting down on the workout time. Now, I love fitness just as much as the next guy. If I didn't have to work at scale as much and work with as many people and run all the things we have to run. I might work out more, but not in the way people think. Like I wouldn't just come in here and do metabolic. I mean, the last thing I want to do is come go do metabolic circuits in here. Um, or just, just lifting in general, it'd be more sports and more play. Like, Hey, you know, go for a hike, you know, go bowling, you know, shoot basketball, go to the batting cage, maybe go to the driving range. Like I like play, uh, and I like sport. And I do like the, the competition of fitness too, but I don't want to live in the gym and work out for three hours a day every day. I just don't think, A, it's not that fun of a life to live. Like I don't just love, I mean, I love Jack and Steel as much as the next guy. Like I like getting a pump and, you know, pretending I'm Arnold for 15 minutes like everybody else does, but I don't need to do that shit for three hours a day. And I'm a fitness person. Like you guys see me all the time. Like I don't want to spend, I guess, two hours in the, the gym a day just doing lifting like that's not my thing so I would have you all listening focus more on the quality of the workouts instead of the quantity and I believe that and I think for a lot of people the longer the workout goes the greater increase of negative side effects happens and when I say negative side effects I'm talking like obviously fatigue and when fatigue happens it makes cowards of us all and then obviously typically your form goes to shit so you have an increased risk of injury for sure um, you have an increased risk of overtraining, which I don't think a lot of people are guilty of, but the diehard people who listen to this, there is a lot of you know fitness nuts out there, so you do risk overtraining. And I don't mean soft tissue necessarily, which you will come into problems with soft tissue and getting you know you know chunks of shit built up in the fascia, and you'll get knots in the body. But I mean joints. You know, there's only so much life on the joints. You know, knees, hip, ankles, shoulders, lumbar stuff. Like there's there's only so much the joints can take, and at some point when they're worn out, they're worn out. Um, obviously, you know, increased, you know, cortisol production, you can stress yourself out by, by training uh, that much. Uh, you can actually decrease your testosterone production. You can actually decrease, uh, you know, proper hormone levels by overtraining and undersleeping and not eating and, and sleeping and resting properly. And that's probably the biggest point is even if you guys could train two hours a day and that was optimal for you, can you rest that much? If you have a job and kids and you travel and do normal shit, probably not. And then obviously the last thing, you have less time to do anything else in life. If you're spending two hours a day in the gym, that means you at least have to be spending as much equal time probably doing recovery stuff like soft tissue massage, mobility, uh, foam rolling, going somewhere. So you have less time to spend with friends and family and travel and do other things. So that's why I don't think training for, you know, 
60 to 90 minutes every single day is probably ideal. And the reason why we do things here in 30 minute blocks is for two reasons. One, I understand the average adult does not have 60 to 90 minutes to train multiple times per week and they don't need to and it's unnecessary. So we do things that is going to benefit them and fit their lifestyle to be optimal. And if you can look amazing and feel good and move good by doing something for 20 to 40 minutes a couple times a week, why would you not do that? I would rather, you know, it's like getting more for your money, right? Like I, that's why I invest my money in the things I invest in. I want my money to make money for me. I want to give my financial advisor the least amount of money I can give him to make the most amount of money ever. So if you guys were listening, if you're finance people, hear me out here. If you qualify for like a Roth IRA, and I, th- I don't know what the limit is anymore, like I said, six grand per year or something. If you can give your advisor six grand per year for 30 years, like, yeah, you're giving him a decent investment. That's going to pay you back 10 times over. So you're giving him a small amount of money, but he's giving you back a huge chunk of money. Does that make sense? Like if the market returns at, you know, six, 7% over the course of those 30 years, you're going to be a millionaire. Why would you want to give him, you know, instead of six grand a year, you give him 60 grand per year and you're really only getting like half that back. Like it wouldn't make any sense, right? But if you're getting lower returns on the money and I view fitness that way a lot of times too, if you can get the same result in 26 minutes, as opposed to 56 minutes, why would you not do it in 26 minutes? Does that make sense? And I think people think, well, if I spend an extra 30 minutes here, that's going to solve the problem. And sometimes increased activity is the goal, but not when you're habitually working out for super long. Because a lot of times it's not quality. It's just quantity. And when you're there for 90 minutes, typically you're bullshitting. And that's why I say people like, oh, I went to a hit hit session or hit class for 50 minutes. I'm like, really? What the fuck did that look like? And I'm not saying this negatively. And the reason we don't do things for 50 minutes, because we, when I first started out, this is like in 2006, uh, we're at 2005 probably. Now, when, when did we do our first group? Probably like 2000, 2009, when we really started doing groups at scale. So this is over a decade ago, almost 11 years now. We would do things for like almost an hour. And the first thing I noticed from session one, the form breaks down so quickly or people bullshit the first 15 minutes of the workout they work hard in the middle and then they you know and then they bullshit the end or they bullshit 80 percent of it and at the very end they turn it on and feel like they got a great workout and i thought to myself well number one these people having a hard time committing to this much fitness at one time and two what if we cut it in half took out all the bullshit rest times and just had them go hard for the 30 minute block they're there. Wouldn't that make more sense? And boom, here we are about 11 years later and people are crushing it, looking amazing. And we've helped a lot of people make fitness be part of their life, not make it their life. So based on all the, you know, the data you can collect out there and the research you can do, if you look at, uh, you know, hormonal responses of people, you know, correlating with workout times, Keeping the workouts for most people, the average consumer under 45 minutes at most is probably ideal. And when I say 45 minutes, I mean you come in, they do the mobility stuff, they work out, they might have a little bit of cool down and they might want to foam roll after or do something and then they're out the door. I'm talking max time. We do it even faster than that because we let put the onus on people to, hey, come in, do some mobility, do some rolling. If you want to stay after, that's it. But we're going to give you a, a shit ton of prescribed work 
in this 30 minute block. And so for you guys out there, well, Jeremy, I have so much workload to do. Here's what I have to get done in my workouts. How am I going to speed up my workout? The tips I would tell you guys to do in terms of speeding up your workouts. One, if you work out just offhand in a big box gym, what I would tell you guys to do is go during off the, you know, the, the peak hours. Obviously, the less busy the gym is, the better the chance you guys have of getting on the equipment and using the things you have to use. Um, unfortunately, for a lot of you guys, it's, it's probably not um, always an option. So if you guys are going to, you know, let's say, you know, the big box gym, let's say, you know, two, three times per week or something, and it's all on the weekends, I would consider moving to, you know, some of the, you know, like a weekend morning is probably a better time. It tends to be quieter then or go or off the peak times where it's not, uh, you know, so jam packed. We have to wait, you know, 14 minutes for the, to watch somebody do shitty squats uh, in the squat rack because you have all been there and you have all seen that stuff before. So I would tell you. Try to find the off-peak times if that is in the scenario that you guys are in. The second thing, obviously, you know, I'm always going to say this, you know, join a group, uh, you know, find a coach, be with somebody um, who can have a set time for you. And that's why, like, how we do our stuff here in the groups, like, we don't make people, you know, register before, like on MindBody. We're never going to oversell the groups. We cap everything we do, one, because, A, we want to coach it officially, but, two, for the sake of we want them to have a dedicated time they can just come in and rip it. So they don't have to do any brain work. They don't have to plan the workouts in advance. I think, obviously, if you guys are completely on your own, you need to have a plan, you know, for your workout and, and a training schedule mapped out, you know, from how to get to, you know, point A to point B to point C. So having a written workout plan means you know exactly what you do the next session and, and, and exactly what you did the session before. So you're not wandering around the gym, you know, hopping from machine to machine or doing the, the six things you know and never trying something new. That's why I think having a goal and accountability in the coach is crucial. So for our people, Everything is mapped out for them. If they're a 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday person, that's when they come in. We'll never oversell the group for them. It's always capped at the max people we can take here. And, and admittedly, we will we make way less money doing it that way. But I believe that's how fitness works best when people know they can show up. They don't have to think about it. They just pop in and they rip it, and the workout's done for them. And then if they need to know, we can show them what they did, you know, the day before, the day after. But the program is laid out for them in detail, so they just kind of follow along and roll. The second thing, if you guys, when you're training and working out and you find your workouts are too long, how do you make them shorter? Uh, turn your phone off. I think that's, it, it should go without saying, um, but a lot of people, you'll spend time on your phone and you get lost on it. You know, when you're talking and texting while you're working out, uh, your mind can wander and all of a sudden, you know, two, three, four, five minutes go by. And the other thing I'll say is this, if you can put yourself on some kind of interval timer or at least have a clock or a watch like on so you can see what's going on. And so even if you're not doing, you know, sets and reps for time, if your goal is, let's say, hypertrophy, you guys are trying to build muscle, if you will, and you're a dude and you're bench pressing, here's what happens. You'll bench press, you'll do the set, you'll set it down, whether you keep the weight the same or, you, you know, you re-rack or you unload some weights. If you're not conscious of the clock, and let's say for hypertrophy, you know, the, the ideal rest times are, you know, let's say 60 to 90 seconds per sets, give or take, all of a sudden, like your brain will wander. You'll think about something your kids did, or you'll think about, you know, uh, what your, your family has going on, or you'll notice somebody walk by in the gym, or maybe they have a TV on and you glance at it, and it's your favorite sports team, or it's something you're interested in. Or again, if you're on your phone, you're scrolling on Instagram, and all of a sudden, 
two, three, four minutes go by when ideally it would have took you 60 to 90 seconds to get back into that set, but you're taking two, three, four minutes between you know, sets and you didn't need to. That's why I say don't have your phone with you unless you're using it you know, on airplane mode only as a metric for a timer, but that's why I think like if you do use something like a polar watch or just like a clock on the wall is going to be ideal. The other thing in terms of you guys you know, saving time Again, like I said, cutting down on the rest time between sets is basic. So having yourself on a timer is legit. The other thing, if you're going to do, you know, legit, uh, you know, hit workouts, you know, high intensity interval training, um, no other workout method is probably as effective at building muscle and burning fat in 20 minutes or less than your typical hit training. And the amazing news is you don't have to go to a gym to do it. Uh, you can do it, you know, at your house. Or if you're part of a group or community, hopefully they you have a great coaching program in your area that they can build in. And that's everything we prescribe for people. Now, obviously, if, if people have, you know, crazy goals outside of that, we'll do different things. But in every program that we create here for people, we always include some type of high intensity interval training component, just for the fact of, I believe. In the shortest amount of time, they're going to get the biggest bang for their buck. Now, again, like I said, if you have different goals that are going to be take something that requires more than that, then albeit we can program that. But I do not think there is a more effective training method than doing like any kind of like a metabolic certs and like the high intensity interval training protocols to build muscle uh, and burn fat, depending on how you eat. Obviously, if you're in a surplus or deficit, that'll be more efficient in a, you know, 20 minute block or for surely 30 minutes or less. The other thing I'll say in terms of if you guys want to speed up your training and kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone, um, building in things, basic stuff like supersets, um, that's drastically going to decrease the rest periods and boost the intensity for you guys in the training session. So if you want to take, you know, two exercises that, um, you know, are opposed to each other or two that actually go in sync, you go from one to the next. So if you want to go push-ups and pull-ups, you know. Those are two like antagonistic, you know, muscle groups. Like you know, they're not competing with each other. So if you want to go, I'm going to do you know, ten push-ups, ten pull-ups, ten push-ups, ten pull-ups, and you superset back and forth between the two, cutting down essentially. You can take the same rest you would between you know the block sets, but you're not having to take a minute between just the push-ups and a minute between just the push-ups. You actually are doing both combined and then taking the full minute in between. That you guys, I do think would be like kind of the ideal setup if you go, or if you want to do things that are competitive sets, like you're going to go, let's say pull-ups and bicep curls. Now, obviously those are going to compete with each other, or if you wanted to go pull-ups and let's say TRX rows. Now we're going to obviously overload the backside, but again, we're still supersetting and we're cutting down on the rest time. The other thing with you guys in terms of this, if you can somehow, like when I say supersetting, you're going to kind of marry the two together. And that's why I say like the Metcon style training and the HIT training is ideal because you're not, you know, splitting up the weights uh, and the cardio days. You're someone who is basically, you know, combining them. So if you're the person who keeps strength training and the aerobic training separate and you're spending, you know, at least an hour lifting and then at least 30 minutes of cardio, uh, that's a lot of, you know, load to do obviously in a, in a specific day. And it's going to take a lot of time. So if, if the workout's 90 minutes, you have to drive to the gym, you have to drive home, you probably have to shower, you're talking about over a two hour investment of your day. On a side note, I love yoga like everybody else does. That's probably one of the biggest reasons I don't do yoga as often for the fact of, A, if you come out of hot yoga, it's you're, you're the grossest human who's ever walked on the earth. So you're like, you're dripping sweat. It's like you jumped in a pool of your own body butter and you can't go anywhere afterwards. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to the bank because you look like, you know, some kind of slimy, disgusting creature. And so if I go sit there for 60 or 90 minutes, 
by the time I drive there, by the time I drive home and shower, that's a two to two and a half hour investment of my day. Even for me as a fitness person, that is a huge commitment essentially just to go through hot mobility. So that's the reason I tear away from it. But if you're a person who is you know, a fitness person and you like to lift for an hour and do cardio for 30 minutes, that is a shit ton of work to do by the time you drive and do everything else. So what I would suggest is why not try, you know, if you like to split them up, weight loading on one day and doing the aerobic work on a different day. I can almost promise you if you're working out six days a week, alternating the aerobic work and the resistance work with a great diet is more than your body's going to need to look and move and feel the way that you want to. Or if you're like, well, Jeremy, I just can't do that. If you marry the two in between each other. And so instead of just, you know, sitting on a treadmill or an elliptical and I have nothing wrong with any of those things. I like doing, you know, lists, the, the lower intensity cardio as much as the next guy, just to like, that's how I actually return emails and DMs to you guys. I'm actually like either on the assault bike. Now recently we got the air runner. So I'll walk on there and I'll return your messages. I'm all for that, but I'm, I'm multitasking as I'm on there. And obviously I, I work in a gym so I can walk 10 feet to do it. So it really doesn't cost me anything. But for the rest of you, I would say instead of, you know, breaking up your loading days and your aerobic days, just lift weights faster. Like we, we joke, I think, I think Jen Sinclair actually probably coined the term years ago, but it was, she would say, you know, her program lift weights faster would be, you know, her version of, of doing cardio because essentially all it's doing is you're lifting at a quicker pace. Now it doesn't mean like, you know, get in the squat rack and do the squat reps actually quick, but do your reps cut down the rest time or supersetting them between different stuff or marrying the two together. And that's why in our group training, it's what we do. We can go like t- today, for example, they go from, uh, you know, T pushups, which is like, the, you know, their, their strength movement. They'll go to the ski, you know, max uh, ski meters in 40 seconds. Then they'll pop on the ropes. We'll do some battle ropes. Then they're going to pop into weighted goblet squat. So we marry the resistance with the aerobic work in the same format. And you could still make them all, you know, lifting stuff essentially. Like you could go from a goblet squat to a shoulder press to a bench press and just put them on a timer. And you could do those movements competitive or non-competitive in a circuit to actually cut down the workout time as well. So those are just some quick basic hacks uh, if you guys are, are finding yourself short on time. But I do think it's ideal even if you're lifting, if you put yourself on a timer, so you set the clock for, let's say it's 40 minutes total, let it run, you're doing your sets, however many you have, if it's 12, 16, 24, and in between every set, you say, I'm only going to take 60 seconds in between every set. So if you're going to do three sets of bench press, for example, you guys sit on the bench, you bench for your 26 seconds, however long it takes you to do your you know, 6, 8, 10, 12 reps, whatever scheme you're on. Then as soon as you look at the clock, you let the 60 seconds go by and boom, you're immediately into the next set. You do it, then another 60 seconds go by, boom. So now instead of that, you know, those three sets of bench press taking you guys 12 minutes, it's now taking you four and a half minutes. So you're becoming more efficient in your workout. Because the last thing you guys want to do is have your fitness steal your fitness. Does that make sense? Like you don't want the workout to be counterproductive because it's taking so long and it's actually stealing from you as opposed to giving something to you. And I think a lot of people do this, obviously, you know, the people who are, they're overtraining or most people, I don't really believe overtraining. It's they undersleep, they under recover, they, you know, they are underdoing tissue work. They're not eating enough calories. And again, if you're not spending that much time in the gym, it gives you so much time to do other things that you like. And what I mean is the things that we, we get married to fitness in a block, in a circle. Oh, I have to do my cardio today. I'm like, that can be anything. 
It, it literally can be you playing a game of, of fucking kickball or soccer or, you know, biking or hiking or skipping or crawling up trees. It doesn't have to be on a treadmill, on elliptical, on an assault bike. For surely it can. Now, there's days where it's going to have to suck and be that, but the workouts don't have to be 60 minutes, 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 90 minutes, and two hours. I just think you guys, you really run the risk of decreasing, you know, your hormone levels, you know, doing damage to your testosterone levels, you know, increasing your cortisol production. And again, like the, the, the risk of injury goes up as you guys fatigue and get tired. And obviously the risk of overtraining, which leads to obviously injury and fatigue and all those other things. I just think the less, you know, stress you can put on the body, the more better off you're going to be. Just for the fact of, you can see that, you know, good hormones. And when I say good hormones, I'm talking, you know, testosterone um, and your growth hormone, those are responsible for building muscle and burning fat. And they continue to rise typically until about, you know, the 30 to 45 minute mark in your training. No, we're all a little bit different. And then your cortisol, you know, which is released in response to stress, begins to rise after, on average, let's say, you know, 30 minutes of training or so. So I'll repeat that one more time in case you guys get it. The reason we do our workout blocks a little bit shorter because, A, I want people to be the most efficient, do the best quality work. It's about uh, quality over quantity, 100%. The second thing is I don't want them to get injured. And again, as the, the form breaks down, as fatigue sets in, that's where they risk you know maybe taking a misstep or doing a little bit more than they should or speeding through things just because you know they are running short on time. So we keep things on a block. We keep them on a timer. We let them go. And again, as you know, good hormones are testosterone and the growth hormone, and they're responsible for building muscle and the burning fat. And those tend to rise in the body as you guys are training in that 30 to 45 minute mark. And obviously, as you guys train longer periods, your cortisol, you know, can release as the body is responding to stress. And I think when you look at that and knowing that for the average person that they're sitting in traffic, you know, they're in debt for their credit card, their house, you know, their kids are going crazy. Maybe their husband or wife is acting like an asshole. They have enough cortisol coming and enough stress going on in their life. We don't need to, you know, combat it by doing 90 minutes of exercise seven times a week. Now, if there's a couple of sessions per week, you say, hey, Jeremy, I like to lift a couple times a week and my lifts are a little bit slower, a little bit methodical, and I'm going to do 60-minute sessions. That's cool. I'm not going to complain. I just wouldn't do 90-minute sessions six, seven days a week. I just wouldn't work out for an hour hard as fuck seven days a week. I don't think you guys need to do that. I don't believe it's necessary, um, again, unless you're like an Ironman or you're trying to qualify for the CrossFit Games or you're going to do, you know, you're into a bodybuilding, you know, type of world and, and, and fitness has become your life for a certain duration. I think the average person is going to do much better if their workouts from start to finish, everything out the door in probably about 40 minutes or less. And for most of you, probably even a little bit shorter, depending on mobility. And if you go through the session and you feel like you still have some juice one day, work on some things you want to work on. Doing an extra 10 minutes of activity is fine. But even if the workout was dedicated to be 30 minutes and you did some mobility and a few extra things, you're still out the door in 45 minutes. I think for most of you in terms of, you know, hormones, in terms of not being injured, in terms of being able to do fitness for the next, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that is probably the ideal time frame. And what I tell people is this when they're doing stuff, and there's always going to be, you know, kickstarts. And sometimes people, it's, they're not working out enough. And then there is obviously, you look in America, there's people who don't do shit. So this, you know, this is a good jumping off point for them. And for some people, they do have to increase activity a little bit. But if you worked out for 30 minutes, you know, every day for seven days a week and you ate right. And some of those 30 minute workouts can just be going for a walk. And the other ones can be lifting heavy as hell. And the other ones can be Metcons. The other ones can be like legit hit training or whatever it is. 
If you did that, I think that would be more than enough. Or if you did like, you know, three to four legit, you know, metabolic circuits or hit type circuits per week. And then the other days you just did things you like to do. You rode your bike, you went for a walk, you went swimming, you played basketball and you guys ate well and got quality sleep and didn't hate your life because of job stress and traffic and kid stress and whatever other horse shit we deal with as humans, I think you guys would be pretty fit and pretty healthy and pretty happy. And I think that is a sustainable lifestyle you can do for the next, until you're dead, essentially. And I think that's what we try to, to drill into people's heads here. Is it, again, when you're 20, you know, three years old and you have, you know, an easy job and you don't have, you know, kids or a wife or you do anything else and you don't travel and you really have no obligations to the world, yeah, you can pretty much do anything and not a lot of shit goes wrong. But as you age and you have other interests and other goals and the body starts to slow down or you have some joint issues and, and you want to be able to do fitness for your entire life, I think being very focused about the quality of the workouts as opposed to the quantity, you're going to be much better off and be able to do it forever. And that's what you know, BJ Gadur once said on the podcast, if it's not you know, sustainable, it's not attainable. And I do think for every single person being able to work out 30 minutes or being active for 30 minutes a day, every single day, 365 days a year is a realistic thing that everybody can strive to do and everybody can achieve if they really want to make fitness important. And so knowing you don't have to spend 60, 90 minutes in the gym per week to be in great shape, uh, I think should be something awesome for all of you to listen to and hear. And if you've been doing it and been getting great results and you love it, who am I to judge Something works for everybody, but I just know even myself personally, I don't have 90 minutes to work out every single day, all seven days a week, or I'm not willing to put the 90 minutes in because I know it's going to steal from me much more than it's going to give me. I know if I sit in here for 90 minutes and do something, the next day I'm going to feel like I got hit by a truck and by a bus, and so it's actually stealing from me. So my fitness is stealing my fitness. My workout from Monday is going to steal from my workout on Tuesday. And so on. And so I try to, you know, live to train another day, if you will. And by doing it in short, concise blocks, getting in quality work in smaller amounts of time tend to do better for me personally, um, especially the older I've gotten. I actually probably work out less now than I ever have. And I'm the biggest and the leanest overall that I've ever been and also the strongest and most efficient. Um, and so I think that would be the goal for all of us is to, as we age, you know, we start, we, we, we continue to move better and feel better and we can do less damage to the body, but yet yield even bigger results. And that would be my hope for all of you guys listening. That's why I share the things I share and program the stuff I program. Now, again, obviously the other day we shared a, uh, this is a terrible, David Jack gave me this workout. It's terrible. I've talked about it before on the podcast. It's a awful uh, 20 bodyweight squats, full depth, and then 40 walking lunges, then down to 19 bodyweight squats, 38 walking lunges, and you count all the way down as quick as you can until you get to zero. Now, that's only a, about a, tw- if you're advanced, a 20 minutes or less. Uh, for anybody who's in really good shape, 25 minutes or less. Even if you're slow as hell, 30 minutes or less, that's that entire workout. That thing will put you down for days. And that is a bodyweight session in 30 minutes or less. I would be hard-pressed for you guys to find a workout much harder than that using just body weight on the legs that would crush you with two simple movements in 30 minutes or less. There's no way you could do something like that for 60 minutes or 90 minutes. Or the other one, I'm going to give an example. Again, these are like the two of the top 10 worst workouts I've ever done, which I'll do a podcast on that too for you guys if you want to hear it. Uh, just shoot me a DM or comment and I'm, I'm happy to put it out there. 
but taking, if you have the integrity, half your body weight. So for me, if it's a 106 pound, you know, kettlebell, give or take, and goblet squat, that 10 reps every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. That's 300, 106 pound goblet squats in a 30 minute time frame. So again, the entire workout is only 30 minutes. I just listed you off two workouts that are two of the worst workouts you could ever do, two of the hardest workouts you can ever do that are damn near impossible for most people to get through with perfect you know, range of motion and not be crushed for multiple days afterwards that only take 30 minutes. Those are just two really basic examples off the top of my head to show you that you do not need 60 to 90 minutes to work out every single day. Again, if you do those two workouts I just mentioned, you probably can't even work out the next day or you can do nothing with your lower body whatsoever. So point being is it's not about the quantity and the in the the length of the workout it's about the quality of the workouts and how you feel multiple days and so don't let a workout from monday steal from tuesday and so on obviously there's going to be soreness and days where you're tired and dragged down but it's less mentally daunting and exhausting when you think about training in a workout when you know you only have to show up somewhere for 30 minutes it's way more doable. It's way easier to talk yourself into it. it. It's by the time you're bitching and complaining, you're 10 minutes into it and you're like, well, shit, I only have 20 minutes to go. It goes by relatively quick and you always feel better. And sometimes the crazy thing is once you're in there and your heart rate gets up and you're moving and minute 30 clicks like, oh, that was it. You might even do an extra 10 minutes of work and be like, wow, I actually got a great workout in today when I, when I feel like I didn't want to do anything. But when you know you have to show up and you look at your workout and it typically takes you 87 minutes that's three times as long as that 30-minute workout, that, my friends, is a little harder to get up for mentally and to convince yourself that you need to go to the gym or you can go to the gym. It's, I guess I'll put it this way. It's way easier to sell yourself on a reason not to go to the gym and talk yourself out of it when you know you have to be there for two fucking hours as opposed to 27 minutes. It's a lot easier to get it for 27 minutes. If someone's, again, it's like everything in life. It's way easier when you're looking at, well, I have to pay off, you know, $25,000 of, of student loans as opposed to paying off $200,000 of student loans. Does that make sense? Like if you're paying down your mortgage, right? You're trying to pay your house off. It's much easier and much more motivating to look at, wow, I only have 25K left on my mortgage as opposed to I have $200,000 left on my mortgage. It's when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, you become more motivated. It becomes easier. It makes you want to do things and kind of push towards the goals and actually get them achieved because you know the end line is there. It's like when you're running a marathon, when you can see the finish line, you get motivated, you get jacked, you're, like, you're running faster towards it. When you can't see the finish line or anything that's happening, it, it's, it's hard to kick it into that extra gear or talk yourself into doing it. You just keep questioning, man, when is this going to be over? I would rather have you guys in a training session be wanting to do three, four, five minutes more as opposed to just dreading it and counting down the minutes till it's done. So hopefully that makes sense. Again, if answering the question of how long should your workouts be, it really depends on you and your goals and what you want to do. But if you're the average person, I would say working out for about 30 minute blocks per day is realistic, is doable, and you can do a lot of damage to your body in a good way. Um, and you can get a lot of quality work and effort in and not fuck up your hormones and drag yourself down and mentally become exhausted from it. And it, it, you won't make it you won't make you hate the gym. 
it won't make you you know dread training and, and look forward to not working out it actually it becomes more motivating because you know that the blocks are short and if there's a couple of days a week or you want to crush it for an hour i'm all for that too and if you're a person who's listening and jeremy i work out 90 minutes per day i look fucking perfect i'm super strong i'm never stressed you know my life is great then respect to you this is not for you but this is for anybody out there who finds it's tough to find time to train they're not sure how they should go about it they're not you know they they really feel like it's too much of a time commitment and effort and i'm here to tell you guys if you can work out 30 minutes a couple times a week and eat right you can look amazing and, and feel good and again it's just it's giving it time and being patient with the results and knowing you don't have to spend 60 to 90 minutes you know in the gym in, in order to get great results in fact some of the best workouts we do here even our you know advanced metcon stuff which is like to me it, i'd rather you know lift heavy stuff than obviously sit there uh, and do you know metabolic circuits all day but some of our hardest metcon shit we do the entire work the, the work time 20 minutes Sometimes the entire workouts were out the door in, you know, 35. And some of the want the work time, some of the hardest workouts we do here, 10 minutes of work. Like 10 to 12 minutes of total work. And they're some of the hardest workouts we do just based on the intensity and the effort of them in those short blocks of time. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully the answer to the question I got into as much detail as I thought was important and relevant. We could go really deep down the rabbit hole, but um, honestly, I think you guys get the gist of it at this point. So if there's anything else you want to hear on the podcast, send me a DM, shoot me a message. I'm happy to record it if I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up your iPhone or your MacBook or your iPad and click on the iTunes or the podcast app. Scroll down and click it. Give me a five-star review if you dig the podcast. And please leave a comment, your honest thoughts are truly appreciated even if it's just like two words one sentence like hey dude you rock or i love the podcast or you're an idiot whatever you think um please share your thoughts i'm happy to to hear it and listen to it and uh, share it with some friends family let them know uh if they're you know on the fence about fitness or they've been working out for two hours a day and they're run down by it or they're not sure you know how long they should train share this podcast with them and let them know that you know hey even 30 minutes a couple times a week is is more than enough to to live like a rock star and uh you guys should be golden. So um, we have Candace Hutzpah coming on the podcast, I believe, Friday afternoon. I might get you guys out one episode before that. We're going to talk to Candace. Um, she was running a lot of stuff at bodybuilding.com for a while. Now she's with OPEC. She has a great story. She is a gangster. Um, she finished our 2200 workout here the first time she walked in the door, which I think there's only two, two women total or maybe three who have ever done it. Uh, and she is one of those people. Um, she is a badass and she'll be on Friday, but I might get you guys before that. But if not, I will talk to you then. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.